Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Would you describe yourself as a patriotic Christian? Do you believe that political correctness and the woke movement is destroying the values and virtues of our nation? Are you concerned about the growth and the influence of Islam? Do you fear God and desire for our nation to repent and return back to the Bible? If so, you will find a home here at Fortress of Faith. We meet each day at the corner of truth and courage to give a Christian perspective on the dangers and trends that are threatening our values and faith. Our host, Tom Wallace, spent many years overseas in missionary service. Twelve years ago, he founded this radio ministry, and today we are going to get very practical. We are going to answer the question of what happens when doing right goes wrong. There is a story in the Bible called the Tale of the Bricks, which illustrates for us why God allows things to go wrong when we are trying to do right. Stay with us for the next few minutes as Tom unpacks this mystery. There's a saying out there, no good deeds go unpunished. I remember coming off the mission field, we were shipping a container of our uh, goods back here to the States. You know, we were coming from Europe and landing on the uh, West Coast there in, you know, uh, Bellingham, Washington. And so, you know, we looked at ways of shipping our things over. But it turned out that the cheapest way, because we weren't in a hurry, was literally slow boat to China. I'm here to tell you, my, my furniture has traveled more than I have. I mean, it's been places that I've never been yet. So it um, went to Shanghai and, and made its way over to the United States into Seattle. And, uh, and I was trying to find a, a truck driver to pick up our goods from the dock there in Seattle and bring it up to Bellingham. And I remember him saying this, and he was kind of concerned in, uh, about doing, doing uh, a missionary a favor. And he said these very words, no good deed goes unpunished. And he was kind of just waiting for the hammer to drop or something to happen to his business or his um, help uh, to us in that, in that time. Glad to say nothing went wrong. But um, that saying, no good deeds go unpunished. Well, what happens when doing right goes wrong? In a moment, I'm going to tell you a story. It's called The, uh, the Tale of the Bricks. It comes right out of the Bible. And in fact, that's what the Bible calls it, the tale of the bricks. It's found in Exodus chapter 5. We'll get there here in a moment. But let me tell you a couple of things that happened there. In July 2017, a construction uh, worker in Queensland, Australia, showed up at work. And in this sand pit, a kangaroo had gotten stuck in the mud and sand. And it was acting like quicksand and swallowing up this animal. Well, Ethan Thompson... Uh, jumped in to rescue the roo and found a long-handled broom and struggled and struggled and saved and rescued this kangaroo from peril. However, the kangaroo didn't seem to appreciate it. This traumatized animal, instead of being thankful and grateful, punched Ethan in the face uh, after he saved its life. There's another story, a man named Bobby McDonald. He was running for re-election for city council in Walton, Kentucky, back in 2012. His wife was exhausted from working in his campaign and trying to 
help her husband get reelected. In addition, she was working 12-hour shifts at the hospital and raising three of their kids. And as a nice gesture, he told his wife, or just let her sleep in, you know, she, he knew she was exhausted. And, and because she was allowed to sleep in, she didn't get to vote. Well, when the vote count came out, Bobby McDonald tied with the other candidate at 669 votes, each tied, and the election was ultimately decided by a coin flip, which he lost. And so his good gesture of letting his wife sleep in cost him the election. And not only that, his wife was angry at him for letting her sleep in. After all the hard work she had done to help him get elected, she didn't get to vote and he lost the election. Uh, There's another story of a homeless man named James Brady back in 2013. He was walking down the road and found an envelope filled with cash, $850 lying there. Well, he could have pocketed that and been happy and walked on down the street and told nobody. However, he felt he needed to do the right thing. So he turned it in at the local police station. And he was told, now if no one claims it, in six months it's yours. Well, this man was homeless and destitute, and, but he, over the next six months, improved his situation and found uh, low-income housing. And sure enough, six months later, James uh, was able to keep the money. However, though, this money was recorded as income, and now he's making too much money, and he lost his housing <laughs> over it. Uh, so what happens when doing right goes wrong. Well, we find an interesting situation in the Bible. It's called the tale of the bricks in Exodus chapter 5, verse 8. Moses and Aaron are now before Pharaoh. God had heard the prayers and the pleas and the petitioning of the Israelites for God to bring mercy and redeem them and rescue them out of their bondage. God had been preparing a man for that very job. His name was Moses. Moses was raised in the household of Pharaoh. Although a Jew, you know the story, he was specially prepared for this job. And he stands now before a new Pharaoh. And he's with his older brother Aaron. And, uh, and they're trying to improve the lives of the Jewish slaves. And he requests of Pharaoh to let them go just for a season, to let God's people go into the wilderness, a three-day journey, and to have a feast and worship God. Well, pretty much, Pharaoh responded, Who is this God? Uh, and why should I obey him? And so he kind of replied in verse number two, No, ain't going to happen. And because of Moses and Aaron's request, who was trying to do good, trying to help the Israelites in their um, dire situation as slaves, now Pharaoh is upset. And he plots to put more burdens upon the backs of the slaves. In verse 10 through 14, we find that no longer are they going to provide the straw to make the bricks, and they had a quota to meet. They couldn't diminish their, uh, their work. But now they had to add to their labor to go find the straw to be able to make their bricks. 
And so the children of Israel try to reason with Pharaoh. And uh, in verse number 15, they go to him and, you know, uh, we're not able to do our job. We're not able to meet our quota uh, because you've cut us off from the straw. But apparently the uh, Pharaoh is not sympathetic to their new ordeal. And so they turn now their attention to Moses and to Aaron. And now they face off with him. Let God be your judge, they said, for what you've done to us. And so what does Moses and Aaron do? Well, here they are. I mean, you got to, I mean, put yourself in their shoes. I mean, they got to feel, man, this is, this isn't how we planned this. This isn't what we intended. We're wanting to bring relief. And now we've added more burdens to their lives. And so they only do what they can do and go to God and ask God for help and instruction in this. Because after all, they're simply following what God told them to do. It's really not Moses' fault. It's not Aaron's fault. They were obeying God. And God reminds them something about something. In verse number one of chapter six, he said, now I'm going to show you my strong hand. You watch what I'm going to do. Now they're about to witness the 10 plagues, miraculous events that God brings down as judgment upon the Egyptians. And not only does it say in verse number one that we're going to see the strong hand of God, but it also says, let me read this. Then the Lord said unto Moses, now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. So who's going to do the driving? Pharaoh's going to do it with a strong hand. He's going to drive them out. And boy, did he, when it finally came that Pharaoh and the Egyptians said, enough, get out of here. Now we see God bring blessing in Exodus chapter 12, verse 36. The Bible tells us in verse 36 that they spoiled the Egyptians. Verse 34, we find they take the gold and the silver and the raiment. And later on, we find they take the cattle. And there's something very interesting that we find in Genesis chapter, 13, chapter 15, verses 13 through 14. Back when God was making his covenant with Abraham and before he puts him into a deep sleep and, and, uh, and passes through the covenant, through the sacrifice and, and, um, and puts that responsibility on himself, the Lord does there. He tells Abraham this, that your people are going into a faraway land and they'll be in bondage for 400 years. But when they come out, They'll come out with great substance. In fact, Psalms 105, verse 30, Psalms 105 tells us pretty much the same story. But in verse 37, it says, He brought them forth also with silver and gold. And so they came out. Not only did God deliver them, yeah, there was extra labor, extra hardship placed on them. But understand this, God always has 
a purpose for the pain. God often will bring us to the end of ourselves because that's where we become come in touch with the beginning of God. Please understand this. Oh, if you've not discovered this in your life, in your Christian walk with God, look for this. Understand this. God brings us through difficulties and trials and through storms. And every storm has a school. And what is God trying to teach us? He's trying to show us the end of ourselves and the beginning of God. That's where faith begins. Faith begins when we no longer can't do it ourselves. And we can only turn to God to do it. Someone said this, there's three things, three facts are true about your life. One fact is either this, it's either you're in either one of these three areas. Either you're currently in a storm right now, or you're just coming out of a storm, or the third truth will be true. If none of those two things are true about you, you're getting ready to head into a storm. The fact is that God brings us difficulty. He did to the children of Israel. And we find also in, in Exodus chapter 16, that when the Lord started delivering them out, he could have, the Bible says he could have led them up through the Philistines up into the land of promise, but he chose to lead them south. And he led them through the wilderness and into through the Red Sea and all that. Why? Because God knew if they got up into the promised land, there, there, there's wars up there. There was challenges up there. And they needed a time to learn to trust God. And I'm here to tell you, that God will bring us through wilderness, through the Red Sea, through difficult situations, so we learn to trust him. I've seen him do it again and again and again. We're going to have to stop there. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.